0: live a happy, healthy life with your kids. Welcome. Another podcast of Momnificent. I'm your host, Dr. Karin Jakobowski, a school principal, master certified life coach. And today we have the incredible pleasure of speaking with a true Renaissance woman, Rebecca Wilson Maskowitz. She's not only an accomplished business leader, but also a creative force to be reckoned with. Rebecca, thank you so much for joining me today.
1: Thank you, Karen. And I, you know, it's so funny. You would use all those same words for yourself. I mean, (laughs) all those descriptions apply to you too. So I feel very honored to be here today. So
0: thank you. Yeah. So I love starting off with this question. I don't know if you saw it when I sent it to you. What's one thing you haven't done for a while that just that you've done recently that just brings you joy?
1: Yeah, you know, um, I will say I love the outdoors, but I don't ever stay in the outdoors and be really present. And so as I shared with you on an earlier conversation, I'm climbing Kilimanjaro in a few days, actually. So yeah, it's amazing. I'm super excited about it. But um, part of the training has just forced me to be out hiking. And I live in Colorado. So I've actually been outdoors Really, truly enjoying everything about Colorado. I did sunrise walks up (gasps) at Red Rocks. And I mean, there are certain things that are called like quintessential Colorado, you got to do it. And I'd never done it. I've been here 20 years. And now I can say I've done it. Attribute it to this, um, this goal I've got for Kilimanjaro.
0: Oh man, that's so cool. I know. When you said that, I was like, what? You're doing what? That's so cool. Um, So we're going to dive right in because your journey is just so inspiring. I mean, from when I met you, you told me about a book that you had written inspired by your son, Guy and the Lion. And what I love about this was last March, um, March is I Love to Read month. And I had one of my students at school videotape me reading it aloud and I sent the link to all the teachers so the kids could see the principal reading them a book on I love to love read it. one of the days. And it was just, it was so cool. I, I just, I love it. It just makes me smile. And to have you here to talk about it today. So can you share a little bit about your son, Gaian, who has Down sure. syndrome and why a children's book? Yeah,
1: no, absolutely. You know, so Guyan is my first of three children, and he was born with Down syndrome. And, you know, we didn't know that he was going to have Down syndrome until he was born. So it was a little bit um, of a shock to myself and my husband, and we were a little bit scared. And so with all of the learning that we have around Down syndrome, we started thinking like, and realizing like we, it was going to be one step at a time. And that um, as we've gotten to know him as a person as we get to know other people in the Down syndrome community as people, right? Like they have so much value to add. And yet because he, because he has Down syndrome and because others do too, um, a lot of people discount them. They don't actually value their input or think that they can contribute. And so for us and for me, I really wanted to have um, a book that would provide a message to kids that would say, listen, it's really fun to talk to people who are different from yourself and encourage them to do so. And the children's book, honestly, was about um, kids uh, form opinions really early. And so by doing a children's book, we're getting this message of open-mindedness and acceptance to them in an early age with the hope that they'll continue to stay open-minded as they get older.
0: Yeah. And you know, what's interesting about that is that I feel from my experience not all kids, I don't want to make the general statement, but it's sure. incredible how many young kids uh, sometimes are just more open to our kids with disabilities mm-hmm. and have like mm-hmm. a no barrier. Um, and sometimes it's just working with the adults to get over our own, sure. I don't want to call it a barrier, but it's just yeah. fascinating when I see some of our students and they just you know, you're right. It's been formed in them at some point from something, but it's it's just yeah. so cool to see how like they're kind of like open and engaging. And it's not it's not a deal and it's not a problem. It's not you just kind of go with it. It's like they almost are, like right. Little, they do the little lessons for us to take a lesson from. And be like, okay, it's okay. Like yeah, because I, re- I was recently talking to a teen with autism, and I was so blown away by the one thing he told me. I said, like, what's one thing you wish people knew that maybe we don't know? And he was like, just find one thing to make us feel included. Just one simple Mm. thing. And that has stuck out to me at school. Like, I'll just put my little hand on one of the students' backs or just something little just to notice and say hi, even if they don't respond. Mm -hmm. Just just keep doing it. Just do something that makes them feel included. And yeah, I don't know what you said reminded me of that.
1: No, I think that's great. You know, one of the, just to add to that really quickly, but um one I had someone ask me like well how do you talk to your son like and and they were talking about it in more general terms but I was like uh I talk to him and I ha- I ask him questions and you know I engage with him at because I know he likes certain things and it's just you have to be able to, and willing to um engage and ask questions and get to know somebody as a person.
0: Yeah. Yeah. That's beautiful. Uh, Could you tell us about a specific moment or experience that reaffirmed the importance of empathy and understanding in your work? Sure. Um, You know,
1: I will say I because I do work for a family business and. You know, one of the things I've learned, I I am a pretty empathetic person and I'm the type of person that should something be sad on TV, I might actually shed a tear over it. So um, I feel I tend to feel others, others um, pain, if you will. Um, But what I have also found is I think it has really served me in the working world because I try to see. The world from someone else's perspective. So if I'm having a difficult conversation with um, an employee of mine or team member of mine, um, I'm going to try to be direct because that's just my personality. But I also try to be kind because I'm putting myself in their shoes, and I want—I know how I want to be spoken to, and I want to be respected, and I want to be—I um, want someone to be kind, but I want to know what I'm doing wrong and where I can uh, fix things. So I feel like with my conversations with the people I work with, um, it's
0: helped me tremendously there. Mm, that's so true. And it reminds me of this saying that I learned, I can't remember if I told, told mentioned this to you on one of the calls, a person's behavior makes sense to them, even if we hear it or see it, we're like, what are you kidding? Mm-hmm. And when you can like have that understanding that that person's behavior is making sense to them. Like the behavior makes sense to the actor. I think the person put it and I was like, wow. Like even the other day, a parent wrote an email and it, it can be like, are you kidding me? Like what? And then, but somehow in that person's mind, it, that makes it's, that's their world. That's their perception. That's making sense to them. And it's like, kind of reminds me of what you're saying, like stepping into their shoes and just, you know, y- you have that thought, you that perspective. And I respect that. And that, yeah, that's huge.
1: We all have our own filters, right? So I was born in the South. I've lived in Colorado for 20 years. I'm a mom. I'm a wife. I've got, um, brothers and sisters, right? I mean, I, I went to college in North Carolina, like all of those filters. I mean, there's an impact from every single thing I've done in my life. There's no way for you to be able to understand that, um, just by meeting me, but trying to be one, I think one thing that I've, um, have counseled others is to try to assume positive intent. So if you can't actually get to know somebody or can't put yourself in someone else's shoes, then like the next best thing is just assume positive intent and that they're not trying to harm you or they're not trying to do wrong on purpose. Um, And that it's because of all these different filters that they've got in their space that they're making different choices
0: than you might make. Yeah, it reminds I feel like we're totally diverting from our original conversation. <laughs> but I but I, I love this because it's just it's it's just true. And because that also reminds me of um what do I what do I love saying? Oh, I believe um uh, that everyone is doing the best they can with everything they know and they have the ability and the capacity to do at that moment, they're doing the best they can. And like starting with that premise, whether it's for me, it's like whether it's a parent or a student or the teacher, um, I'm just like, you know what? To them, that they're showing up as the best that they know and are capable of in that moment and just moving forward with that. I anyway, mean, yeah. respect and understanding. I, I love yeah. it. Um, I with so, with such a diverse range of responsibilities um, that you have, how do you balance your professional career, your role as an author, and philanthropic activities and taking time sure. for yourself and going on. Yeah. Hiking to Mount Kilimanjaro. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And <laughs> Cause you know, you know right. that's like the biggest question. Like everyone's like, how do you balance? Right. All right. So what's right. your word well, on that?
1: I would say, and you have to throw family in there. Right. So, I mean like everything it's there's, a, there's a, lot. It's a um, lot. I, I will say that I have definitely um, prioritized myself in the sense that if I, I have to get a workout in, um, and so I make sure, but I but I do it in the sense that I do it before people are awake in my house. Mm-hmm. So I will make sure that is happening in my space. Um, I will also say I have a, my husband's fantastic. Um, he well, and don't get me wrong, marriage is not always easy, but he is really good about sharing responsibility. So there is I'm I I have. I feel I have some more freedoms because I'm able to say, hey, you go grab kids and I'm going to do XYZ for work or whatever the case may be. Mm-hmm. Um, but from a philosophical standpoint, um, I have—I was told once there is no such thing as balance and it is about graceful imbalance. And the, uh, the vision, the visual for that is so perfect for me because you have so many uh, balls in the air Right, And there's just, it's that juggling act. So at some point there's a ball in the air and then there's a bunch of other ones everywhere else. But as long as they're not dropping on the ground, you're doing okay. So you might be focused on one item and the other ones are kind of in motion, but at a different, um, at a lower level. And then the other one comes up and now you're focused there. So I I love the visual around graceful um, imbalance.
0: Mm-hmm. That's so good. And and that's so true. I remember I was doing an interview with a guest and I was like, so how, what about work-life balance? And they were like, there is none. <laughs> like, right. just get over it. It doesn't exist because everyone's like, well, how do you like balance it? And, and And you do. It is important to prioritize yourself. It's important to take care of yourself. We're just going to burn ourselves out if we don't at some point stop, put on the brakes, do something. Right, and and I love over time. I've learned that it's it could be a minute, it could be fifteen minutes, exactly. It could be ten minutes. Um, I had this like false ideal that it had to be like a whole day, you know, doing something mm-hmm. or or and only if it was like a massage. And like one of the one of actually another person I interviewed was <laughs> helping me understand. And I was like, oh, that's so good. So now I try to help also moms with that because it could be something as simple um, as taking a few breaths or taking a walk or sure. giving yourself you know, a pedicure, a manicure, or it yeah. doesn't have to be a whole half day event.
1: No, to your point, just minutes. It can be
0: 10 yeah. minutes, 15 and minutes. It does. Something
1: that allows you to oh,
0: reset. A nap. A nap does it for me, oh. actually. I'm like, on the weekend, I'm like, I'm going to give myself, because you you know, I talked about how early we wake up in the morning. Yes. <laughs> to work. Yeah, exactly. Um, so... Um, I don't think we talked about this on our pre-call but tell me what you think about how your involvement with organizations like the denver zoo and constellation align with the themes you explored in your book
1: sure yeah no for sure so the denver zoo work is more just about my animal passion and where the animals of guy and the lion came from right so that's probably where that most aligns um, and about caring for people who can't care for themselves, which would be our zookeepers for our animals, for sure. Um, Constellation is on a pause right now, but that particular group was purely focused on um, early childhood development, and I have always been—I've always appreciated it, but I didn't appreciate it to the level at which I do now, um, because those that zero to five time frame is so such a formative time for children, um, and that's about just making sure kids feel loved and accepted and seen and making sure they have everything that they need to become really good, strong, contributing adults. And I feel like with Guy and the Lion and the messaging we have about openness, inclusivity, et cetera, um, perfectly aligns with all of that too.
0: Mm, I love that. Uh, And what future adventures or messages can readers expect from Guy and the Lion? Because you and I were kind of talking about that. A little bit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You wanna say you know, anything about it or oh your sure. Dreams? I, mean, I sure. Yes, yeah for sure. Yeah. i say
1: our focus right now has been on some coloring and activity books, some kindness cards. And then we even um have done a Spanish version of Guy in the lion and a Swahili version <gasps> of Span- I want to take it with me. So I'm taking it with Oh me next my week. gosh.
0: Yeah. That's I'm so super cool. excited.
1: Do you know have, people there? I do. Um so <gasps> I have I have some, we made a new friend and so I'm going to see him. And then um, there's an organization in uh, Arusha, Tanzania, that I'm going to take and drop this off for them. They don't know that part yet, but um, I'll be taking it to them. So we've been really focused on some of this right now, but I was just talking um, earlier about book number two. Yeah. And I just, we really want to focus on, um, concerns that our kids have today, like anxiety and confidence and vulnerability and all these things. And so these are the, we haven't fleshed out the stories themselves, but we know directionally where we're going to head. So our hope is kind of first quarter, second quarter of next year, we'll have more to
0: share on that front. I love it. I love it. And this is like a side comment, but I can't remember if you told me, how did you find the illustrator? Was that difficult? How did
1: No, so I, um, her partner is somebody that I was introduced to by, um, and so there's two people that I work with. Um, I have a team, and one is our project manager and helps me with a bunch of different things. Um, And then uh, we have our illustrator who does all the creative work for the um, for the team, the website, and all that. So yeah, it's great. So cool.
0: Yeah, I love it. I love all the colors. Little that like. Amazing, really stood out out to me. I just love that. Like, it's so funny. Kids are like, what's your favorite color? And I'm like, I don't really feel like I have one. I mean, I, I guess I say pink when I'm like really stuck, but I love all the bright colors. Like, like to me on Valentine's day, like the, the dozen red roses, like don't really do much for me, but if it was a colorful bunch of roses, like it just like comes alive. Like, so this is like the perfect, (laughs) this is like me. I know, I know it just makes me smile. Uh, so could you share a particularly rewarding experience or impact that Guy in the Lion has had on its readers that maybe someone reached out to you and shared with you?
1: Sure. You know, I, I will be honest. I don't have that type of experience to share, but I will say mm-hmm. that I have re- uh, gone to schools and read in the classroom. <gasps> oh, and then I've asked questions of the kids about the book and what they learned. And it has been so rewarding for me because they're talking about the message, and they're talking about how Ray in the book really tried hard as a friend to see the world from Guyan's perspective, and how great it was when that how it made them feel good when she um, was able to see the world from the way he did it. So, and then I also had I was able to go and read to a school in Memphis, and that's where I'm from, and they actually took my song that we did. we have a guy in the Lion song. I can't remember if I told oh, you this or not.
0: No, I didn't
1: hear okay. that
0: one yet. I have to find um, that. Where is yes, it? Yes,
1: I'll send How it do you I... to
0: you. Uh, is it on YouTube?
1: A, it is on YouTube. Okay. We have a lyric video on the website. So I'm sorry. I should have oh told you that. Oh my gosh,
0: that's so um, cute.
1: I love it. Yeah, so the music teacher found us and it happened to be in Memphis, which is again my hometown. But he taught the kids as a part of his music curriculum, the song. So when I went in town to speak and read to the class or the school, they sang the song back to me. And I
0: right. How could you not? I was amazing. Chills. What a moment.
1: Yes, it was amazing. The other adults in the room were like, it's okay. It's
0: okay. (laughs) 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 It's okay.
1: I'm like, I know, but I'm like in front of all these people. So
0: that's amazing oh that's so sweet it was and as an accomplished business leader author philanthropist what advice would you give to aspiring individuals looking to make a positive impact in the area that they live oh gosh um
1: that's a you know what just just do it um don't overthink i think part of a challenge for some people is that you, I mean, you need to plan, right? I mean, you need to have some semblance of a plan, yeah. uh, but there's a there's a philosophy around design thinking um, and it's, or a, a philosophy called design thinking, and you plan and you test things out and then you take those learnings and you, put, and you make changes to what you do and then you test again. And so it's just about, it's a very iterative process. So versus like, I'm gonna plan, I'm gonna get everything perfect. And then I'm gonna take it out. Whatever your idea is, um, and I think for it, this one, design thinking really fits me because it's about brainstorming and just no idea is a bad idea. And then you skinny it down, and you just test, test, test.
0: That's so good. And the biggest thing I think you said is just like do it. Like you won't know till you do it. Like what did what did someone say uh, at a at a conference I was at recently? If if not you, who? If not now, when? Mm-hmm. Could you imagine the things that could take place in this world if every individual said to themselves when they woke up that morning, if not me, who, if not when? Wait, yeah, I can't. I just got if jumped. Not now. Me.
1: If not now, when?
0: Yes. Yeah. Right? Like that's so yeah. good. Like just step out and do it. And I know someone listening to, to this needs to hear that. And it's just gonna be a light bulb going off for that. So I'm so excited that you're here sharing this with us. Um, so I absolutely love lion the guy i love that i read it to the kids in my school and met you and uh i just love just you sharing your passion your insights i mean you're just an inspirational mom and individual and and i personally just love when we get to connect together and just like do our little fun calls together and so um how can someone find and follow you
1: sure uh so our company name is curious beings. So we have our website, curiousbeings.org, And then on we're on Instagram, and we're on Facebook and all those fun places to find and would love to have anyone reach out. And if they have other questions, happy to answer them too.
0: Uh, So awesome. Well, thank you again, Rebecca. It's so exciting. Awesome to have you here today.
1: Thank you, Karen. I love your energy. It's always so fun to see you and talk to you.
0: That's all we've got for this episode of the Momnificent podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, I would be honored if you would subscribe and rate if you really liked it. I know wherever you're listening right now, it might not be the best time to leave a comment, but feel free to leave a question, a review, or a comment at any time. And until next time, remember, don't worry, be happy.